Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Let's start. Um, let's start with last night, and we'll sort of work our way backwards throughout um, throughout your career as an owner. But uh, what we were just chatting about before, French Martini Super win last night, and obviously, you know, you wanted to get that confidence. You know, coming into a series like the MDC, where you know it's obviously going to be star studded, and she is a star. But um, how pleased were you with that win last night? Oh, look, I was wrapped. I. Um well, I was chatting to Pete, you know, the day of yesterday, and we were just hoping to qualify. And um, you know, when she got that bit of room to move, and um, she showed us all what she can do, which she hasn't had in the last few starts, unfortunately. But that's race racing, and um, you know, she showed us all what she can do. And I knew she liked Goss, but he's trialled her there a few times, and she's gone super. So, but to to get that confidence back after being unplaced in the last probably four runs or something like that, yep. Um, that that that's you know that's going to go a long way. So yeah, we yep. were wrapped. Yep, and you know a really slick time too. So like you said, her first start at Gosford, um, that must have been pleasing as well. Yeah, look, I I was quite surprised by the time actually when I saw you go girl go forty seven, I thought oh, okay, and then when she's um and she pinged to the front, and then when she had to come from behind, and I saw the time on the clock, I was yeah, I was blown away actually to be honest. Yep. With you. <laughs> I didn't expect to see it. She hadn't had a 500 for a month. Pete had kept her pretty fresh leading up into this, and um, he made me aware of that. So, we, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise to me. Yep. Well, that's a good thing too. Like you said, it was exactly a month in between her two runs and knowing that she's probably got a little bit of improvement on that time as well. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, so I think she, you know, even in the run last night, she sort of, didn't seem like she hit the first corner probably as hard as she could. I think she was sort of feeling where that three was going, just behind it. And then she goes, right, I'm going around the outside here. Yep. So, yeah, I think that she's got a bit more up her sleeve yet, which would be good to see. We just hope she can – she just needs a bit of room to – you know, a bit of room early, I yep. feel. She just – you know, she doesn't have that brilliant box speed in the first sort of 10 metres. She's left alone for the first sort of 30 metres, you know, then, you, you know, you can really see what she's capable of. Yep. We were just chatting before. She hasn't had the best luck with um, box draws, but, you know, I know in these sorts of races you want to be near the fence, but I guess the positive to come out of it is the fact that if she does draw sort of out wide, she's got experience from those boxes. Exactly, exactly. And um, I was only saying that to, to Peter and the wife the other day, actually. I said, you know, she's she's certainly got the experience from wide boxes. <laughs> so, yeah. But I suppose then... If we if we do make a final or something like that, you know, I'm not saying we are. And if we did draw the cherry, then you go, is, is she going to know how to handle it? <laughs> <laughs> She'll come but, out and go, why uh, am yeah, I on the rail? With the, with the boxes. Yep, so. yep. Yeah, she'll jump and go, why am I on the rail and there's no dogs underneath me? What's going on here? <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't try to go around. Yeah, it. that's right. <laughs> now, sort but, of rewind and um, back to the start of her career. Now, I was there at the gardens the day. It only seems like yesterday, but it was way back at the start of March. She come out and run 29-22 on debut. 
was that expected? Did it, you know, I, I saw how excited you guys were, but did that just blow you away, that sort of performance she put in on debut? Um, the time, I would, not really, to be honest with you. What blew me away when I knew is Pete rang me up and said, look, I'm giving her a first ever um, 500 and it's going to be at the gardens leading up. And I think it was three weeks prior to the heat and he's... Um, I've met him up there, and she went twenty nine thirty eight. Holy dooly! First ever, and and that's so. Uh, I was just, I, I couldn't believe that. Actually, I, the sun was uh, of an afternoon there. The sun was on the the timing board, and I actually thought it said seventy eight. I said to the Zorba and the couple of the professionals there, they are, they were like, "That's thirty eight, Adam," and we were just yeah, <laughs> 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 took our head. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we knew we had something and then she went back the next week and I think she ran one of the second fastest ever post the posts there from what I've been told not too sure but yep. that's what we got told there and then um, so we thought she'd run around the you know the 20 or 30 you know there if she, if she got left alone early so yep. yeah yep it was um it was a great day that day for you guys because obviously her um her brother come out the race before and run 29 41 everyone was like oh my god look at this dog and then people started whispering and said yeah wait till the next dog comes out and um she might uh, give that tom a bit of a shake but to have both of them perform so amazingly and then obviously one of them go on to to win the final you know you must have been over the moon I couldn't believe it. And actually, that one was a shock when he went 41. That that did shock me. So I I knew what he'd been doing beforehand, and he just, um, yeah, I was really surprised with that one. But for both of them to do that on that night and then to come out in the final, uh, it was it was so special. And it was actually my wife's 40th birthday. Oh, wow. Yep. So, and she owns, she's actually the owner of French Martini. My name's there, but she's... Yep. Um, yeah, so it's her, it's her little girl. Yep. So she was, uh, it was a good little present. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so you just take they will wrapped. You just take the glory by having your name as the owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I actually don't pick them anymore. <laughs> I've had, I've had a bad trot picking the pups. So I yeah, right. Them. Yep. <laughs> yep. So tell me how, um, how did you come to get uh, the two out of the litter? Um, obviously, you know, bred in the purple, Ashton DB, she's my chicky. How did you come about um, getting those two pups to start with? Did you see them advertised or um, something along those lines? Uh, look, I I had a dog out of the first litter from She's My Chicky called Lockmaster, yep. who I did see advertised. Um, and that was the first time I met Michael and Michelle Jones and uh, I got him. And then when he broke in super, I've set, I sent them a message and I said, look, if you have another litter, um, I'd be interested in getting some. Yep. And they actually wrote back and they said she just had a litter like last week or something like that. So yep. I um, that's how it went from there. So, I, yeah, I got him that way and... We went up there and, yeah, we got the pick and we actually bought three out of the litter, actually. There's another brother called Breakwall who's running around at the moment with Peter who's just had a few little issues going on, but Pete's sorting them out and, um, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, nice. And you've also got, um, out of obviously a, a different litter, you've got on the radar with, um, you know, a very popular, very successful trainer, Terry Priest, up in Queensland, um, you know, won the other day at uh, or a couple of weeks ago now at Capella Bar. So um, you must enjoy, too, having that sort of spread of dogs around the different tracks. Yeah, I do. I do, you know, and I like to put them, you know, where they're 
you know, where where they're suited. So I've I've had them over in WA with Johnny Iwanick there for for quite a few years, and um, and this dog uh, he was bought uh, bred up there at Queensland, so you get the bonuses. And I just felt you know Terry's from a, from down here in the Hunter Valley originally, and actually from yep. where I'm from as well. Um, so he knows a lot of the old boys around here through rugby league and all that sort of stuff. So we uh, yeah we set him up to him, and he's doing a great job with him. Yeah, yeah. nice. Now I. Um I'll probably be a bit biased here, but one of my favourite dogs of all time is Adam Miway, who, you know, back in the day, I still remember you guys at Easter Egg Final Night with the blue T-shirts on because he had the four and that, like, honestly, was that, was he one of your first dogs? He was. Yep. Um, okay, he was my first ever that I bought as a pup. So when we wanted to get into Greyhounds, it was actually the year, the year before he got third in the Easter Egg, we were watching... Um, we're watching the Easter Egg. Um, I think he was in the 2011, so 2010. We're watching the Easter Egg at a pub with two mates, and Darren Beatrice won. Yep. And we said we should get some great. We should buy invest in a greyhound. So we found one that was ready to race, and he went to Eric Castle, and he gave him a few starts, and he and he we got a win with him, and then we sold him. But we said to Eric, look, we wouldn't mind buying a pup, and he found. Adam Miway for us, who was a 12-month-old pup at the time when we bought him. So we right. bought him and, yeah, 12 months later or whatever it was, might have been the next Easter egg after that, we are in the yep. Easter egg, so it was quite a, yeah. Yep. He, he, yeah. He was super. He, we had so much fun. So, yeah, he was our first. Yeah, yeah nice. We, we can't. Yep. How um how did it feel? Like, did you think sit there and think I've just run third in Easter egg. Twelve months later, I was sitting in a pub watching it, going, "Yeah, I might buy a dog." <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't believe it. We were, <laughs> we were pinching ourselves. And since then, I've had so many mates wanting to get involved in thinking, how did this? And now, 10, 15 years down the track, we realise it's not that easy. We were, yep. we didn't realise how lucky we were at the time, to be honest with you. So yep. Yep. now you look back, you, you, you know, you give anything to have another dog like him. He was just super. Yeah. So. Did you always have an interest in dogs sort of um... – growing up like did you um have any sort of uh family or friend connections in the industry or was it just sort of um you know just that interest from watching and having a punt and that sort of thing no look i don't know what it what it was but when i was a kid growing up um and we're driving around in the car with the parents whenever there was a greyhound walking the streets around where i was living i just i used to love it and i was fixated by them and and then I started doing um, this sport, and one of the one of the kids I was doing sport with his his dad was Ken Wells from up at Western, um, the late Ken Wells, and um, I used to follow his dogs, and I used to ask Mum to drive me all the way up to his property up at Western, and I used to when, when I was like twelve and thirteen, yep. I just loved them from a young age. I don't know why, but I just did, and. Um, I actually used to ride my BMX bike as well when the old Beaumont Park by myself. Mum thought I had a problem at all. <laughs> I used to go by myself on a Saturday, ride it over to Beaumont Park. And the bloke at the front uh, front gate used to know me and used to let me put my push bike behind him and he'd let me in and I used to go and sit in there and watch all the races. I just loved it. And I don't know why, I just, yep. I just did. Yep. And then I wanted to train one when I was, like, 14 and actually started making my own kennel at home and all that. Oh. <laughs> give away, but then mum talked me out of it. She thought it would be a bit too much. I think she realised who'd be doing all the work. It'd be her. 
<laughs> and not me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Have you? Yeah, um, no, I've always loved them. Yeah. I, I was actually going to ask: Have you got any ambition to become a trainer one day? I've actually had my trainer's license before, and um, yeah, I've trained to trained a couple over at the, given them a few starts at the gardens. I had. Um, Actually, it was actually one of Adam related to Adam Miway. When he retired, I bought a couple out of one of his sort of sisters. They bought a pup, and um, yeah, we gave it a few starts over at the garden. So, but then family and business got in the way. It was just too much effort and work. So I realised yeah. how much is involved in it, and um, sort of concentrate on the family. And I'd rather just be an owner and. Well, let's face it, look at what the job Pete does and these trainers yep. are a lot better than I There's a lot more to it than what I think. So I'd rather leave that to them guys. Yep. It's, um, it's maybe a, one day, maybe one day again down the track, but yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty good gig being an owner. You just rock up, win, and then drive home and don't have to do anything. So <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, we go out and celebrate the night before and yep. and get to get our sleep in and nurse our headache. Then we've got to get up. <laughs> I am going to the dogs out and I don't get a break. Yep, so, yep, exactly. Uh, oh. I take that off to them. It's a, they do a great job all trainers, you know. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a full-time gig, but yep. holiday and they don't get, you know, they don't get much time away, do they? So, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, everyone says to me 365 days a year and that's just mm. how it is. So you have to love it yeah. to, to do it for, um, you know, for that long. But, yeah. Now, the breeding side of it, are you um, – do you like divulging into your test mating and all that sort of thing? I have done before. I, I have done. Um, I haven't bred for a little while now. I had a little bitch called Little Charlie that I was doing some brooding with and was doing that. And then um, – but I'm certainly starting to look at my lines with French Martini, put it that way. Yep. <laughs> I think you're going to have a few – yeah, you'll probably have a few uh, people knocking on your door when she eventually has uh, – has puppies but you know like whenever there's a successful owner people always say oh you know what's their secret is there a particular size they like or is there particular bloodlines is there anything like that is there any particular size that you're sort of drawn to if you are looking to purchase a pup um when i'm purchasing a pup i actually look at the female and i like a female that's been that can uh, not necessarily a champion, but that they can run, you know, run time. Yep. And I love lightly raced. Yep. So um, she's my chickie. Was injured, um, um, unfortunately, earlier on in her career, and that's when I looked at that and I saw she could really run. And um, she, I think she only had oh, oh, maybe a dozen or wouldn't have fifteen starts, something along them lines. So yep. I, I, I look for that. Yep. And. I like going the first litters, which can be a bit risky. You don't know, but yeah. uh, you know, if you're looking at the, if they're proven in second and third litters, you can be sort of paying a bit of a price for the pups. So yep. I take a bit of a gamble and look down that way, and then look at the, look into the family and see, you know, if the line has thrown consistently, and that and that's what I do anyway. So yep. and, and yeah, I've had a little bit of luck, but also a lot of bad luck. But you don't know, <laughs> really. Get no that's right now i you know you probably get the same i get a lot of questions um you know and rightly so with the prize money and that on offer and the caliber of races everybody sort of wants to get involved but you know for anyone that's looking to become an owner or possibly a breeder um you know do you have any sort of words of wisdom you can offer just from your experience as an owner 
Look, I'd, I'd get a couple of mates involved and, um, you know, there's plenty of good pups out there and if you can get a couple of mates, a group of friends, it's so much fun and, and I'd probably look down that sort of path of what, what I was saying there, if they, you know, like try to find some a female that's, um, you know, that can run time and, and, and one of the first litters and, you know, you, you never know, you could jag it. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, you know, you obviously yourself have established, you know, you've got um, Pete and Terry, but, you know, you previously had Anthony train for you as well and that. And I think, um, I think you know, you probably reiterate this, it's good to obviously have those good relationships with, um, with you know, a, a, a myriad of trainers as well, sort of, you know, if you can have them all over the place, like you said, you can place them then. But, you know, if you've got one or two close trainers that can give you that advice, um, they can obviously point you in the right direction as well. Oh, 100%, you know, and I've had a lot of advice from them and you've got to listen, you know, because they, 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 they know a lot more than, than I know. So, um, and that's one thing I've been fortunate about is I've had, you know, quality trainers over, over my time in the industry and, um, yeah, I couldn't speak highly of them enough. They, they all, they're, they're magnificent trainers. The, the statistics speak for themselves. You just got to yep. look at it. So, yep. yeah. And probably my final question is, I know probably you're going to say the MDC in the um, immediate future, but is there any sort of race, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a massive feature race, but is there anything in particular that you'd love to win one day? Look, I've always loved the Easter egg. Yeah, um, likewise. It's, and it's not the biggest prize money. I know the Melbourne Cup's yep. got more and, and you know, and the Million Dollar Chase, but is it's just my home state and yeah. um that's when i remember going camping with my family when i was a young kid and the old wireless as it was called <laughs> <laughs> to listen to that and uh listen to the easter egg back in the day with old paul Embrasoli, you know uh, <laughs> in the races i used to love it so that's yeah. that's what i grew up listening to when we're camping at Easter time and yeah that'd be a race i'd love to win yeah would be and just that, like, you look back, I know sort of the Melbourne Cup and that has its um its history as well, but you look at the calibre of dogs that have won the Easter egg and the hype that I know it, you know, I feel like it sometimes gets a little bit lost these days because obviously we have the MDC, etc. But I remember when I was younger back in the day, everyone was just in awe of this race and they used to drive the trainers around on the cars on final night and you just think, my God, imagine winning this thing. Like, it'd be unbelievable. <laughs> It'd be a dream come true. I just couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't be lucky enough. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be, I, I only dream of them sorts of things. So, yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, look, they, they, they're, yeah, for dog people, that's that's as good as it gets. Like horse races, Melbourne Cup, you know, yep. so it doesn't, it doesn't get any better. It's the pinnacle, but um, look... You know, you can only dream, can't you? Yep. So. Oh, look, the, the MDC would be a lovely consolation prize, but, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, there's, there's so many good greyhounds out there. And, so and and look, luck comes into it, you know. You make yeah. them finals. They're all good dogs. Yep. They're, they are, you know. So, look, yeah, she's a good bitch and we're French martini and we, I couldn't be more happy with her and I love her and she'd probably be the best one I ever get you know but um yep. when you're in them big finals there's there's seven other ones that are just as good you know yep. and a lot of luck happens at, a, at that first turn whoever gets yeah. around clean you know so yep. I know how it, how, it, how it is and I don't not getting too excited but yep. you've got to enjoy enjoy the ride because it's not very often you get a good one like this so yeah, you've got to enjoy 100%. each moment 
and and that's how we're doing it so yeah actually sorry i did want to squeeze one more question in Uh, like obviously i know what a french martini is but where did the name come from were you drinking french martinis one night when you brought her or (laughs) (laughs) actually sitting with true i was actually sitting at my island bench with my wife having a french martini and we had the three pups and we got word they put house how they broke in and I uh, said, well, we're going to have to come up with a good name for her. <laughs> and then that's where, that's where it comes from. <laughs> and uh, anyway, some people might think it's a good name, but I like it anyway. So oh, yeah, it's, one of my, it's one of our favourite drinks. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. And any excuse to drink after the race, you can say, well, I'm only drinking what, what she's called, so you can't blame me for that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had a lot more since she started racing, put it that way. It's been a bit of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, We've uh, every time we go down to Sydney with some friends and whatever to watch her or wherever we go, we always have one before we go to the races. And yeah, watch nice, up, so nice tradition now. Yep, yep. So when she like obviously after every race, it's just French martinis all around then. <laughs> oh, I don't know about after the, <laughs> maybe a little bit. We've generally had quite a few by then. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's uh, quite a few. Put it this way, the sham board and the grey goose is always stocked up in my cupboard here. Yep, (laughs) nice. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just the celebrations, it's to deal with the stress and the nerves as well, I assume. Oh, I get so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I I do. I don't know why I do, but so... um, yeah, you're right. It is. It's celebrating nerves. It's it's you, 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 it's a build up to the race. Like even last night, I know it was only a heat. God, I'd hate to think what it'd be like in a final. <laughs> I was nervous even leading up to the heat. Yeah, yeah, I know. One us over the moon. Yeah, I often think to, to myself, I think if I, like I'd love to make a big race, but I'm like, how would I handle it? I'd have to have a week off work leading up to the race, and then a week after, even if I run last, <laughs> just to get over it, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happened to uh, oh, one of the big ones. She's might have been the Flying Amy or something like that. The week leading up to it at work, people were talking to me and I had to say my name three times before I register. I was just on my own little world. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a world of my own. It does, it affects you. Like, oh, it's terrible. You just want it to be here and over and then, you know, you can deal with the result and move on. But, yeah, anyway, at least it's a good headache to have being in races like that. Oh, that's look. Yeah, you know, I, I thank my lucky stars. I'm very, very lucky to have, you know, a, a, a bitch like her. You know, I, I, yeah. I honestly do thank it because a lot of there's a lot of people out there that breed a lot of litters and all that. And yeah, you know, and I, I'm not the biggest owner, but so I, I really do thank my lucky stars for, for for having something like her. She's a she's a nice bitch, and you know. Fingers crossed, you never know. Hopefully there might be another race in there for us somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Have you got any, uh, like, I know it's obviously very early into a career, but you got your eye on any size, prospective size at the moment? Yeah, I have. Um, look, the first litter that She's My Chicky went to um, was Fernando. And the lock, lock master that I had, the Peter was trading, we never saw the best of him. He... he He's actually coming back and broke a hock at Gosford when he was flying. So, oh. look, he, he probably a 29 50 dog around when he yeah. maybe ever had a lot. We never saw, like, me and Pete knew, but yeah. we're just hoping that he always had a little niggling injury and we just, yeah, never saw the best of him. And then there was Ice Cream Story. Yep. Um, who was a, oh, she was a really good bitch. Phenomenal. And, uh, 
there's a few others in the litter that ran 80s and 70s around Wenny as well. So there was a whole litter could really, really run. Yep. So that, that clicked. Um, so I thought she's gone to, the mum's gone to Aston BB, so I may use her and go back to Fernando. Yep. Um, and then I've had a few other inquiries of people around, so I'm just weighing them up as well. So, yeah, nice, nice. Guys, so, yeah, we'll, yep. just, we'll just wait and see. I'll just, um, I might even give Brash a ring and get the breeding. Yeah. <laughs> get his breeding expert advice. It's stressful. It is so stressful. Hey, you might need to be drinking a few um, French martinis while you're making that decision because the caliber, like I'm in that position at the moment and honestly every day I wake up and go, right, I'm going to this side and the next day I wake up and go, no, change my mind. It's just, it's so hard now with so many. Yeah, I said to a couple of people back when I was younger, there'd be sort of four or five, you know, really popular, outstanding size like your token printers, etc. I yep. said now there's 45 good different size, and you go, who the hell do I pick? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's so many good ones, and that's why I'm not making the decision just yet because yep. there's so many young ones that are just coming out too. Yep. So by the time she retires and I breed with her, I'm going to know a lot more then as yep. well. So I'm just waiting. And I. Um, <clears throat> Oh, Lucky Carabitsarkis' dog. What's um, Hard Style Rico? Yep. I loved him as a race dog. Yep. And with a bit of – so I mean, I'm keen to see how he goes as well. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll just wait and see. Yep. Hopefully plenty of racing first before you get to that stage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Well, I'm not going to over-race her. I've also said to Pete, like, so I will. I'm going to – that was always the plan. Um, when I bought her off Michael and Michelle Jones, I actually said to them, look, I'm after – like, I want to get back into the breeding and I want to get a, a stock brooding. And I don't tell – I was pretty lucky to get a female off them from what yep. I was done. So, <laughs> I, um, yeah, and so I said to Pete, look, I don't really want to over-race her. Um, we knew how good she was. I, I probably won't race much past three, to be honest with you. I'll yeah. prob- we'll probably retire us. So yeah. um, we're just going to, Pete's just going to pick and choose. I'll leave it up to him. And he, but he does ask me as well what, what I want to sort of target. And um, yeah, so we'll, um, we'll retire relatively, you know, I suppose not past much past three. And yeah. then, which will be about May next year. So maybe yeah. around the Easter egg next year might be something there. And then we'll start looking to pull her up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Not perfect. Awesome. Um, that's all I pretty much had. I <laughs> I won't say that's all the questions I had because I don't have questions. I just make them up as I go along. But um, yeah. is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, that, that's right. Thanks for the call and thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, appreciate it. And um, it's a great thing you're doing, doing all these podcasts with Greyhound Race, and I love it. I'm a fan of it. And, oh, good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.